Good day, sir. What's up, baby? How are you, man? I am great, and yourself? I'm good. Would you be willing to play a game? Are you using your phone for any part of our communication? No. no. So we could play a little game that would use your phone for a second. Okay. Uh, open up your web browser, whatever web browser you use. I'm a Safari man. As am I. Nice man, good man. Uh, and I want you to type in just the letter uh, H and tell me H. what the first website it thinks you're going to go to is. Oh, I like this. <laughs> HomeGardenOutdoors.com. What is that? Is that uh, <laughs> for your home gardening outdoors? Uh, I went to it. The site is not secure, and I can buy the domain. It uh, just says related links. Patio furniture, garden decor, so charcoal barbecue smoker. So this is not a real website that you visited enough that, <laughs> that <laughs> no, Safari thinks you want to go there. No. Okay. It, the website does not exist. Yeah, I know, but you've been to this non-existent URL enough times <laughs> that your phone's like, okay, he wants to go back here again. We'll save him. My phone's a lie. I've never <laughs> been to Home Garden Outdoors. It lies. My H takes me to home.nest.com, which what is, is that? Uh, the webcam website uh, for – we've got a little camera above Luca's bed so like we can see if oh he's the nest okay i know what you're talking yeah. about so it's home.nest.com uh you throw a letter out there test test me throw some at me um i'm gonna go whatever letter you pick won't be worth the weight you've put us through uh, i'm going p i'm going p uh, Parmesan's Pizzeria. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, pizzeria in Branson West, down by yeah. Table Rock Lake, and uh, we it's were just there. Parmesan? They have Parmesan cheese? Parmesan pizza <laughs> and Parmesan cheese uh, on said pizza, but no, it's a, it's a good pizza place. Oh, yeah, I have to look them up. What is, what is your pee? And then we'll get on with this. Oh, wow. You don't have to this share. This is old. <laughs> This is old. Productionyak.com. I've never heard of productionyak.com. Well, because uh, productionyak.com hasn't been around since like 2013. So I went there now. It says I can buy the domain None of for $30,000. All of your autofill websites only take you to. Oh. Websites that don't exist. You know what? It's because I'm on a. Uh, my friend taught me about the private browser, and he said you should use the private browser instead of the normal browser, uh, because the private browser, I guess, you don't get as much like uh, hacking or something. I forget what his reasoning was for I it. I believe private browsing just doesn't save your history. But it's still no. Operates. He told me that you can't be tracked by the government. Oh, he lied to you. If you're talking oh. about Safari's private browsing feature, you're protected just as much in the public browser. Private browsing just means like if you're looking at websites that you wouldn't want someone to know you were looking at, you can look at oh, them in that's private stupid. and it won't, it won't. If say you were going to a different website that started with P in private browsing and then in yeah. your public browsing, you the Parmesan P, one. it would take you to Parmesan's Pizzeria instead of something else. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. But do you know why I really have to use it? Why is that, David? 
because I don't know if you can see how many tabs I have open. Yeah, my, it's a lot. My non-private is full. <laughs> I mean, you could, instead of scrolling through them, you could X those out. But then I wouldn't remember what they were. But you don't use <laughs> anyway. And because it's not private, they're all saved in your history somewhere. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Here, here's a Yoda thing that I wanted. Oh, well, that's so weird. Production Yacht came up on this one, too. <laughs> of course it did. Oh, I guess I, you know, I don't. Google with my phone, I guess, or something. I don't know. It just doesn't save it. Well, Production Yak was a website that you would get jobs. So when I was finishing up film school, I would use Production Yak to try and find jobs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. I never got a job off Production Yak because everyone I saw, I was like, well, this seems shady. And then the website shut down. So. And then the website shut down and it's trying to be sold for $30,000. It's a lot of dollars. That's a lot of ducats. Almost so much that makes me want to yak. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the prestige. That's the prestige. You know what? I feel like uh, next time we play this game, which I really enjoyed, I should just do it on my internet browser on my laptop. Yeah, probably. I feel like the results will be much better. Um, so I'm going to walk through something real quick here and commit us to something. Are you ready? Yeah, I like commitments. So in this episode, we're going to cover chapters 15 and 16, the chase and plan of action, leaving us with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine chapters. One of which is called The Alarm. The third to last chapter is called The Alarm. And I would have thought that we just read the chapter that should have been called, <laughs> called the, the Alarm. alarm. apparently there's multiple <laughs> alarm-related chapters. This book's all about clocks, dog. Um, but so if on Monday the 10th, this uh, last episode airs, uh, then this episode will be on the 17th. We just recorded two in a row. Then we could, if we did three chapters in the next three episodes... That gives us the 24th, the 31st, and the 7th. Meaning that on Monday, September 14th, we could do our live finale. That is Are correct. Are you prepared to commit to this schedule live on the podcast? Wait, you said the 14th? September 14th. Monday. Monday, September 14th. Are you free that evening? I can commit to that. Let's do it. It's in. It's in the phone. Do you want to say 7.30 p.m.? 8? What are you thinking? We're making history right now. Most people who have jobs get off at what? 6? Everyone's working from home right now. <laughs> Not and my boys. Well, in September, the virus is going to be much, much worse than it is right now because schools are going to open for some reason. So yeah, we'll, we'll be well, in they second should, lockdown. Right. We should be in second lockdown in three weeks. So okay, things good. should be fine. Well, then, yeah, seven thirty seems like a good time. Most people, I should let's do the dinner thing. Most people eat dinner what five thirty? No one eats or dinner six? at five thirty. I eat dinner. I eat dinner, at, I eat dinner at ten p.m. earliest. That's get out true. of town. No, that's not true. No one eats at 5.30? That's the time. That's dinner time. 6.30 is dinner time now. No. Five, that's insanity. If it's 5.30, it's still called supper. And no one What's eats the, supper. What time is dinner time? 
Hey, can you can you allow me? Because I can do this. American. Oh, ah, ah, ah. Whoa. What Be time between... is dinner time? Americans typically have dinner between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m., with the average time being 6.22 p.m. No, that's wrong. That's just wrong. Look at the screen, man. I'm, I'm not lying. And look at what this is Americans eating. Look at those Americans. Look that's, at these that, Americans. Those are real Americans. Show me style. the real Americans. Every American eats at 6.22 p.m. with all 15 <laughs> of their sweater-wearing friends. Family yeah, what, style. Um, look at their plates, too. These fancy ass beautiful where show me the americans with the paper plates those are my americans this is okay. a scene from a show is this parenthood yeah yeah it is oh that looks like the gilmore girls lady it is, is she in She's the parent? in parenthood yeah. yeah i like her dude i like the gilmore girls that's one of my favorite shows it's a great show it's a great re- yeah. written show making my way down no that's not how the theme song goes what's the theme song uh if you're out where on you go, the road I will follow where you lead <laughs> I will follow all right I think our podcast is pivoting that you want me to that's that's just a great song you know like how you can skip the opening themes never did it with the Gilmore girls never I listen to that song every time. You know, every time. HBO, I always have to skip their titles because they're so long. An HBO yeah. show has like a band of brothers, two minutes and 33 seconds. Get out of Dodge. I would have to fast forward to two minutes and 33 seconds to get through that intro every time. You didn't just hit the skip button? Uh, it didn't exist at the the last time I watched Band of Brothers. It, it did not exist. Oh, uh, Okay. Battlestar Galactica does the same thing. Battlestar Galactica has two openings, and I'm talking about the remake in 2005 or six. What they do is they do their opening title theme to this like Enya sounding music, and it's really boring, and it's 30 seconds. And then out of nowhere, these drums just kick in. She's like, and they just flash everything that's about to happen in the episode for 20 seconds and they just show you hey this is all gonna happen and they always end with like what's the last frame of the show and you're like why i mean that's why are you doing this that's exactly what we hated about this book yes in the beginning there was like a hey you're gonna get to this point yep yeah here's a picture this is where this is going so yeah that was they stopped doing it after season one thank god all right. All right. Oh. Well, let's let's yeah. do this. Uh, and we'll officially announce 7.30 p.m. on September 14th. Monday, September 14th. Oh, yeah, The baby. Hardy and, and Sons live variety show season finale. We're looking for people. We're looking for people to uh, do some acts. I might have some... Uh comedians i'll start reaching out to some folk yeah yeah i've got a couple people already lined up uh yeah and so it it should be a fantastic can we get magic do you have any friends that do magic uh i mean i can do magic you oh dude you just said that so smoothly you You could do magic you forgot that in high school i didn't have a lot of friends listen if you did magic in high school we would have been best friends (laughs) 
<laughs> I hung out. There was a magic shop at Crestwood Mall called Land of Illusions. It was a kiosk right near the Yankee Candle. Um, next, what? Next to Bobby Allison Wireless, right in the chicane. Uh, by, yeah, like, I, I went to that to, mall all the time, and I never saw this. Before you get to Claire's. Yeah. Claire's was, was just east. Uh, Good memory. And like the uh, Well, I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> and, and one of the things that we would do uh, – is because I knew the owner, Dave, I knew him really well and first name bought basis. all my tricks. Yeah. Like I would hang out. I would just go there and hang out and we'd talk tricks and learn things and do all that. But every time I would get there, there would be like a crowd of people watching him do a trick and he's trying to sell people, whatever. And I would always walk up like a total stranger and he would always do a trick with me. Like it was the total plant situation. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and he would like, just say to me, like he knew my. I don't know why this is a thing. My favorite card was the three of clubs. Like if it's a great card, if you can order a trick deck that has a a card that does something, all yeah. mine were the three of clubs. And so, I like he would. I'd come up and he's like, "Sir, don't even tell me, but tell these people. Just think of any card in the deck, any card you want. Tell them. Don't tell me. And then you know whatever. I'd tell these people, oh, three of clubs." And yeah. then he would do some trick that ended up revealing the three of clubs to everyone's amazement, them not knowing that I was a total and complete plant. You were a plant. Yeah. Did you act amazed too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's say it. <gasps> That's your amazed face? I would immediately call you out as being a plant. Well, I also dressed like a plant. <laughs> I wore a – it was like suspenders <laughs> that held up a flower pot sort of thing around yeah. my waist. Uh, I like that in a little shop of horrors hat. Yeah, it helped. Yeah. It helped uh, hide the things that I would drop during my magic tricks. They'd fall <laughs> into the pot. <laughs> it was convenient. Magic could get me very agitated. It's, when I get too amazed, it's not good. Like when you do magic for me, it has to be moderate magic, to where I'm like, "Whoa, that was cool." But if you go too far. You better watch out. I'm throwing fists. Now I'll get angry. I don't mean to paraphrase or bring this back, but would you say that you do not handle the prestige well? <laughs> I, do, I do not handle the prestige it's well. It's got to be that middle of the road it's, for you. I'm telling you, it's not amazement. If I can't comprehend what just happened, all hell breaks loose. I think the world is ending, and I'm going to end you. Uh, and your your magic. One of my favorite little things that would happen at the magic shop, there's a deck, a deck like a magic deck, of cards called the stripper deck and Ooh, what makes risque. it what makes it special is the cards instead of being perfect rectangles are cut at a slight trapezoid okay which yep. means that if you pull a card out and put it in the other way you'll be able to feel the one card that because it's wider end is lined up with every other one's thinner end yeah and so okay. you can really easily like cut to that card or just pull it out of the deck and stuff um and it's like the lamest card deck like it does you still have to know a lot to be able to use it but every time that we would do tricks and stuff and because we were practicing sleight of hand and all this like we would do really really impressive card tricks with a regular deck people would always be like oh my god that was amazing how'd you do that and dave would always tell him like oh that's the stripper deck and he would just sell them yeah. this, <laughs> this really generic deck when he's deck doing, of cards yeah, like, off of a faulty trick that you like just did hiding a card in his wallet and then like you know doing the force and this all this extra stuff and be like oh now, my god what's that one he's like well that's the stripper deck <laughs> i gotta say as an adult viewing dave 
How do you see him now, knowing how he bamboozled folks? I miss that guy. He was a total, like, mall kiosk opportunist. (laughs) And he was really good at magic. And when... When the mall closed or whatever, I guess when I went away to college, I never yeah. saw him. And then like four years later, he was at a kiosk at the Galleria during Christmas. Like it was just a pop-up wow. do magic. And I lit up when I saw him like I yep. like just a long lost. That's beautiful. Like being That's separated beautiful. from a parent for 10 years. It was almost like magic. Nice. Yeah, I had a Dave in my life too. He worked at the batting cages at Tower T. Which he always gave me free snow cones. That's pretty cool. He was my boy. I would get free tokens, free snow cones, and then yeah, Tower the, T is no more. It's coming back. Someone bought it. I thought they're well. T- someone bought it. They tore it down. They were gonna build uh, houses, a bunch of houses. Yeah, and then the community. Uh, I don't know what they did, but apparently they scared them out. Or they found out the land wasn't good. Something happened to where they said, we no longer want to do this. And two members of the community bought Tower T and they are uh, rebuilding it. But it's minus the best part, which was the putt-putt. So now it'll just be batting cages and actual golf. Yeah. Uh, the, the map, the proposed map is on the screen here. Oh, whoa. Okay. That's sweet. I didn't know they even released that. There's Sean, there's a really cool abandoned pool behind Tower T. And it was a public pool? it was a public swimming pool that I went to as a kid and they closed down probably 15 years ago and it's been locked off and I've been wanting to break in and uh take a skateboard back there. See what happens. I'm curious what it looks like. I guess I can use Google satellites, can I? Um, Sean, is that what you? you're doing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so where was it here? This is such good podcast content. <laughs> this is great podcast. So, do you see? Uh, there's Tower T. So, if you go down to the bottom of Higgy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Zoom in. You see that square? That's Close to the bottom of Higgy? Yeah. Go go to that. Okay, back. Keep going backwards. <laughs> this is such miserable content. Keep going backwards. I love Where's it. it at? They filled it! Yeah, man. No! That was it! Right it's there! It's gone! My childhood! My life! My whole plan of breaking in! I'd go in there with a skateboard and there'd be nothing but grass. I'm so sorry. Wow. I didn't want you to find out like this. This seems like a cool little animal area, though. Well, there's always deer. Deer will come into the the, uh, driving range. I knew someone who lived on Hearst Green Lane. Which one? Oh, yeah. But actually, I think it was way over here. Does it connect? Oh, on that side? No, Hearst Green over here. Yeah, I knew someone who lived Over by the Jack in the Box? Yeah, this (laughs) is... (laughs) <laughs> white castle okay. there's a happy joe's over there too okay uh, fantastic pizza if you go to happy joe's get the cheese crisp pizza they also have uh well what's that nacho one the what's it called Ta- taco salad they have a taco salad pizza it's pretty good but you have to eat it then and there you can't have leftovers because you lose the crunch i was gonna say it has a, it's a soggy it, pizza it? 
Yeah, it's got lettuce and chips, yeah, and those do not, not refrigerate. Well. No, no. You take all the heat out of them, and then they just they sog. It's a whole big thing. They sog. They get saggy, saggy lettuce. Ugh. Well, hey. Yeah, are we doing a podcast? Chapter. <laughs> Fifth, uh, chapter 15. 15. Chapter 15. Chapter 15. The Chase. The Chase. Nice. It's nice. fine. Just fine. Fine, just fine. 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 Uh, so fine. these two chapters uh, are fine. I don't think, I mean, the the problem with this book, this original compared to the rewrite, is it is an entirely different story. The, and, it's and insane that's why it's how so different long, this like, is. That last chapter about Con Riley, that had that was nowhere to be found in the rewrite. No. And so we had to spend quite a bit of time on it. This this is a boat chase. Yeah. Not much else needs to be said about it. Uh, we'll go through some highlights, but it, this was not in the rewrite. But it doesn't really affect the plot that much. Um, I'll summarize it for you. Their boat gets stolen. They think it might be Paul Blum who stole it. So they get in Tony's boat and they catch Paul Blum. Yep. And then uh, they drive back to Bayport with the two boats. That's, That's yeah, the whole you chapter. did it. Yeah. That's the entire chapter. Uh, there's, I think, a lot of overreaching as far as detective work is concerned once again oh yeah they're detectives like i'm a detective it's just make accusations until you can prove them to what you believe is right yeah so uh just who's ever yelling the loudest is correct well this is that like manifestation or self-fulfilling prophecy detective work style yeah where um so the they're gonna go uh I wonder where he would go. The police are watching the roads, but I don't think he can get out of the city that way. Um, maybe he's uh, going out in the bay. So they're like, let's go get our motorboat. Tony, you get your motorboat, and we'll motorboat in the bay and find Paul Blum. And uh, so they, they go, and they find that their boat, their new boat, the Sleuth, has been stolen. Ooh. No one had a key to the boathouse but Joe and me. Uh, and so the padlock was gone. And then... Do you think it could have been Paul Blum? Suggested Joe. That's who it was, said Frank. <laughs> that's my favorite line. Immediately, like, yes, of course. And that's just textbook bad detective work. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, there isn't worse detective work than that. That's the this, worst. This chapter probably has uh, the dumbest scene ever. And it has. The loudest I've ever yelled at a book happens in the opening page. Take us there. We got nothing else to do with this chapter. I covered the okay. whole thing. So, of course, their father just said, you know, Bull Blum has escaped. When? Asked the Hardy Boys quickly in response to their father's announcement of Paul Blum's escape. Just a few minutes ago. Um... At least that's when they discovered it. He managed to get out into the jail yard for some exercise, and in some way, the guard's attention was distracted. Blum piled up a couple of old boxes against the wall and was over before anyone saw him. That, Blum piled up a couple of old boxes? That tracks. I got no problem with that. No! I would rather him stack 
people and jump up. Why are there these old boxes in a prison scrapyard? Next like someone's just like, fence. what do you want to do with these old boxes? Well, let the let the, the prisoners play with them like they're cats. There's no old boxes in a prison scrapyard. Listen, this happened at the same time that the Shawshank Redemption is. That man had to use a spoon. <laughs> and Paul Plum is over here in a like 10 seconds he figures out like hey here's a bunch of old boxes which if they're outside they're cardboard boxes so they're soggy you can't stack a bunch of soggy boxes and if they're wood they've got wood rot there's no stack in these boxes no not his weight not a man of his weight no that's stupid how are you not how are you accepting this <laughs> i'm <laughs> I, you're accepting I'm it i'm not accepting it i'm just really enjoying your performance here i'm mad I'm angry. They give all the cool things he could do. The, the guard's attention was distracted in some way. You're not going to give, like, the most exciting thing, this chapter of Prison Break. No. Guard wasn't paying attention. He stacked a couple boxes. Remember in, in Hot Shots Part 2 when they're trying to sneak <laughs> into the compound and Ryan Stiles just picks up, like, the smallest <laughs> rock and throws it off yeah. to the side and, like, the biggest... <laughs> Glass breaking, just awful chaos. Dude, what happened? Ryan Styles was so great. Hotshot parts part two was like the best of the Sheen movies. That that movie was just everything. It was so funny. I miss Ryan Styles. Well, what happened to him? I think he's still doing Whose Line, or he's he's doing something like that. But his movie career should have been way bigger because he killed it in, in Hot Shots. Who played Saddam? That guy killed it. That was a great He was Saddam. hysterical. Huh, okay. Anything on Styles? Is he just styling? He's just styling. Ryling and styling? That's all that matters. Yeah. As long as he's alive, he's still doing his thing. It's a good check-in. Yeah, always got to check in a quick check in with Styles. But yeah, the the Ryan Styles uh, diversion tactic from <laughs> from Hot Shots Part Two worked. It's fantastic. Worked well to get Paul Blum out of prison. Well, so uh, the boys are wondering where he would go. Uh, Fenton's telling them that the police are watching the road and the trains. They don't think he can get out of the city, uh, but they do think he has some accomplices here that he might join, and they might try and smuggle him out. So Fenton says, I was going to suggest that you fellas take the motorboat and keep an eye on the bay. I love that. I love old Fenton Hardy. It's a good Original voice. book, Fenton Hardy. Yeah. Good idea, exclaimed Frank, who never needed an excuse to take the boat out. I'm sorry. But you just got the yeah, boat. I hung you on this too. You just got it. You never <laughs> need an excuse to take the boat out for the second time. Yeah. They took it out. Is... And and by the way, the first time he took it out, he was held at gunpoint <laughs> by someone. I would think it would take you just a little while to readjust. A little readjust. PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Take yeah. a minute, fellas. Or I guess uh, PTBD. Post-traumatic. Oh. P-T-B-S. There you go. Post-traumatic boat syndrome. Oh, I thought it was Blum syndrome. But I it like could it. also. Oh, way. Blum also works. Should we be B-B? Paul traumatic Blum, Blum syndrome. Paul. Wait, Paul. 
Paul dramatic blunt syndrome. syndrome. There we go. Yeah, that's a that's hard for me to say. Paul, dramatic, traumatic, traumatic. Why do I want to say dramatic? Paul traumatic. Paul traumatic. It's like poltergeist. It's perfect. Yeah, it really is. Well done, Sean. Thank you. And with that, the boys ended the episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna top that. No, never. Um, so they they real so they all uh, not all of them, just Joe and Frank get in uh, Tony's boat to go yeah, they, chase they the go sleuth. With they see the sleuth out there. Um, Chet says, you know, Chet's getting out of the boat because Chet was going to go with Phil and Biff and Tony, but they're all staying out. Too many cooks spoil the broth, explained Chet. You'll need all the speed you can get out of the boat to catch him. We'll only delay you. So that's that's Chet admitting his girth and his mass might be. Yeah, that's how I saw it, too. He knew he was basically an anchor to the boat. And he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to get in. I'll You're welcome. I'll stay here and make broth. Yeah. <laughs> All this broth talk has me hankering for a good chicken stock. For yeah, I was gonna say that old. Uh, what was the cheese? Welsh, Welsh, Welsh rabbit. Welsh rabbit. Yeah. Which not by really the way, broth, when Brett but... made us Welsh rabbit, that was really good. It was. Welsh rabbit was a fine meal. That was really good. With the pretzels? The big pretzels, too. Never got those chicken sandwiches. Slacked on the chicken sandwiches. I've gotten those pretzels from Schnooks several times since. Th- those were Schnooks by? Yeah. They they make pretzels. They're available in the bakery. I did not know that. That's what oh uh, my Brett goodness. said, because I, I like them a lot. They were good pretzels. They were fantastic they were pretzels. Darn fine pretzels. Um, so they, I mean... They catch Paul Blum. I don't know how much we want to just belabor the point. Uh, they they essentially realize that the boat doesn't have much gas in it because Joe's like, oh, I never filled it back up. So he'll run out of gas. Yeah. And um, they use that against him. But where they run out of gas, they're, they're chasing him. And Paul Blum's trying to take the sleuth up the Willow River. Yeah, I saw Willow River and I was like, Sean's going to be excited. Oh, baby. Just south yeah. of the old mill house. <laughs> That whole thing, by the way, I thought in the in the original or I'm sorry, the rewrite, they talked about like it was, you know, the road went to the south and off to the left was this and that. And like I drew the map trying to understand the layout. Yeah. And in the I thought that was like they had to keep that in because there was some reference in the original book. Nothing. We never talk about the the geographical layout or the topographical yeah. features it of the region. It was an ad. Yeah, they added it a was bunch an of ad. convoluted, cumbersome words about cardinal directions for some reason. <laughs> uh, oh, if you haven't noticed now, the entire book was an ad. Oh, wow. Yeah. The entire book. I honestly thought when we got to page like 100 – there was going to be a shift and it was going to start to line up pretty closely. No, Nope. Still, no, I don't think it ever going, does uh, going its own road here. It's pretty South. So they finally, the you know, south. They're, they're getting up close. Uh, they can see Paul Blum laboring at the motor, trying to locate the source of the trouble. Uh, and uh, he's trapped. He knows it. So they gain on the sleuth, which was almost at a standstill drifting back and forth in the waves. Paul Blum seized an oar. That was carried nice. in the boat in case of an emergency and frantically began to scull toward the shore. 
Skull is a fun word for rowing. It is a good word, yeah. Um, but his effort was in vain. The engine of the sleuth had died, uh, and the other cla- craft drew alongside, and Paul Blum cast aside the oar in admission of defeat. Which is dumb, because that's a weapon. And of course, my theory about Scooby-Doo, Paul Blum says, I'd have been all right if it hadn't been for the confounded gas running out. Which to me is a very Scooby-Doo. I would have gotten away with it. Yeah, which is true. He would have. He would have, yeah. If it wasn't for those darn kids and that gas running out. How far would you have to go right now to get an oar? You mean, would I have to go to a shop or do I know someone with an oar? Like, where's the nearest oar to you right now, do you think? I would imagine that one of my neighbors has an oar. I could see one of them being into extreme kayaking. Okay. And I think I know which one. It's because the vehicle he drives. I'm stereotyping. <laughs> it has a kayak on it. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. He drives a Jeep kayak. Jeep people. Anyone that has a Jeep has an oar. I'm just saying it. I'm sorry. If you have a Jeep, you have an oar. And if you have a Jeep without an oar, you shouldn't have a Jeep. Get rid of the Jeep. Jeep people have oars. That's that's a fact. Yeah. Right? It's a Jeep thing you wouldn't understand. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Jeep thing. You're darn tuned. So, yeah, I would go to my neighbor with a Jeep. Yourself? Uh, I could grab one if I took my headphones off. Oh, that's right. I forgot you have the oar. Yeah. I always have a paddle nearby. You never know. Yeah. You never know when you're going to need a paddle. That's Actually, that's very true. You never know when your boat's going to run out of gas. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so will you, uh, will you come back quietly? And he shrugs his shoulders. Um, he says, I don't have any weapons. If I had, uh, yeah. I would have put up a fight. Yeah, you had a weapon that you just threw away. Yeah, because you're stupid. It's essentially saying you have a baseball bat and it's not a weapon. Come on. Yeah, so Paul Blum was resigned. Physical force. He submitted, huh? Paul Blum was resigned. He submitted to having his wrists bound with a piece of stout rope. Which I don't know if you've ever tried to tie a piece of stout rope. It's not easy. No. No, yeah. it's not. I bought some yeah. stout rope uh, for a picture I took with Santa uh, last year. Uh, and, oh, that's right. And it was somewhat of a, of a hassle to wrap Santa in this rope. Yeah, never go stout when you're tying someone. Always go thin. Yeah, thin to win. Thin to win, yeah. That's what we say for ropes. <laughs> um, I'll get away yet, he told them. If I can't escape from that jail myself, my friends will see that I get out. Are you trying to find the spot? Know. I was leaving it for you, but I'm at the end of 124. How will we get back, asked Frank, turning to Tony. Paul Blum laughed. Well, that's a problem for you, he said. The gas tank's empty. What are you going to do about it? Tony calmly handed over the can of gasoline from his own boat. This should help. This should help, he remarked. I always keep some spare gas on hand. And then he lifts up his hand, and you see a bunch of fumes rising off of it. <laughs> it's just on fire. <laughs> and he just sniffs. <laughs> Paul Blum, beaten, had no more to say. Then side by side, the two motorboats turned about and put back for Bayport. 
I do imagine if he did do the sog hand of gas, he does lift up his hand and it's all soggy and wrinkled. Just and then he just up. holds it over the gas station and he squeezes it <laughs> and it just kind of turns into like this rag where it just droops down and just clearly all this gas like an comes empty out. Rubber hand. <laughs> yeah. Just shakes it off, puts his mouth or his thumb in his mouth and just blows it back up what do they say people drink like they've got a hollow leg is that a thing that people said? drink like they got a hollow wig hollow leg oh I've, I've never I've, heard that but I, that makes sense i feel like that's i a, mean i don't know why they think that the water is going to your leg and not through your digestive tract but yeah uh, hollow leg. To have a hollow leg, to be able to consume a larger amount of food or drink, especially alcohol, than is typical. Okay. Huh. Why can you eat so much? Well, I got a fake leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> if I ever lose my leg, I want it to be known that when I get a prosthetic made, I'm going to ask the doctors to make it hollow so I can eat and or drink more. Yeah. And yeah. Tony has a hollow arm, which is full of gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which he's been drinking. <laughs> uh, I think we're at a good spot to take a break. I will say the best sequence, though. So they capture him. Now they have two boats they filled up. They ride side by side back to Bayport. And these are dumb kids. So you know they got party rock anthem blast and, and they're just fist bumping. Because they, they, they gloat. They're gluttonous oh, children. Yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely letting the whole town know. I mean, it's after they captured someone, they went through town. escape and... from these boats. Like, if yeah. he broke out of prison, I feel like it'd be really easy to Are there no boxes lying around that he could stack? <laughs> yeah, some no boxes. boat boxes? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I just, that was a great visual to me of these two boats racing and Paul Blum just tied up. Maybe his arms are crossed. And, yeah, them just partying. But yes, a good time. And with that, the boys took a break. Boys took a break. So I can't hear you at all, whatever you were saying. We're both muted yeah. during that. Yeah. Were you just singing? I, I figured. Huh? Were you just singing? Well, I was at first, and then I realized uh, that my mic was still hot. It wasn't. So I was like, no, the oh, recording the mic yes. was hot. Yeah. The audio. Uh, yeah. So... It, when it says mute, you imagine you're completely muted, but you're not. No. I, I felt like Robert Durst in that moment. Shit and killed her. Yeah. Bob Durst? Yeah. That's an old Jinx reference. Yeah. I've never watched yeah. that. I've, I've been meaning to, but. Oh, I, so it, good. You've told me before to watch it. You need to watch it. Uh, you I just mean, told me again. Television got so good, though, it might not be as good as it was in 2014. We'll find out. Yeah, yes, you will, because you'll be watching it. Find out next week. Yeah, and learn more. Uh, plan of action. Oh, yeah, it's action time, Chapter baby. Chapter 16, a plan of action. Of action. Action. Uh, so, so in this episode, in this chapter, they make yeah, a plan. They definitely make a plan. Do they follow through? Of action. Uh, it's action packed, baby. On, about whether or not they follow through, because that would be a chapter called "Do they follow through or not?" <laughs> this the is follow just through. the plan. You're right. You're absolutely correct on that. So the 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 chapter, which actually has just a lot of uh, descriptions up front, we don't have much dialogue really. Yeah, we're just kind of 
get a little bit more into what's going on with all of these counterfeiters and I guess what, how people are getting hurt by it? Uh, yeah, but the the one thing that, that caught me um, in the second paragraph, as it was, the laxity at the city jail was forgotten in the excitement surrounding the fugitive's return, and Chief Colleague was correspondingly relieved. And that, to me, is hilarious. <laughs> like, the city jail had someone just escape out of it by climbing a wall on yeah. a box, and then yeah. everyone forgot. Like, oh, well... He, some teenagers brought him back. So, uh, oh god, yeah. So we and they were talking. We'll put they, those they have boxes this... back in the yard where they belong, spread out, not yeah. all stacked up. Sometimes I gotta tell you, you can't keep the boxes stacked. The prisoners are just gonna jump over. Use the same boxes and just spread them out. Yeah, come on. They're s- not gonna carry the box across the yard. That just doesn't happen. Social distancing for boxes. There should be six feet yes! between each box. Thank you. One of my favorite things, I don't remember where it happens because I forgot to highlight it, but they were talking about how they would have been the laughing stock. Like, thank God the Hardys captured Paul Blum. Otherwise, we would have been the laughing stock. And I imagine if Paul Blum escaped and got away, I would forgive them more than if Paul Blum escaped and a bunch of teenagers caught him. Like, I, that's when I would laugh at you. Yeah, and be I, like, I think that you the let spectrum, teenagers do a better job than you? The spectrum goes from he escapes and the police find him is best yes. case. Middle case is just he escapes. <laughs> Worst yeah. case is he escapes <laughs> and is recaptured by teenagers. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness gracious. But apparently everybody's cool well, with it. Apparently everyone's cheering and they totally forgot that it happened. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all flustered. They're flummoxed by this counterfeiter. Yeah, this darn counterfeiter. I wonder if like there's there's people in our society today legally yes, yes. who like remodel kitchens. And yes. There is absolutely an art. I've watched some television shows where when you're getting a counter like a granite countertop, it has to be properly fitted. So there are counterfeiters. Oh, nicely done. Do you think that people embrace that title or shy away from it? Was Did you use embrace because you have to brace I use a counter because when you fit it? Most of them have braces in their teeth. Ah, yes. Okay. From, Very be, nice. Because when you pick up the counters... You hit yourself in the mouth and your teeth. Yeah. Sort that, of yeah. Yeah. I know that flummoxed. game. Getting hit in the face of the ball when you got braces. Yeah. 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 Did that happen to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As an as a man, as an adult, as a 20-year-old man. Is that when you had braces? Yeah. Late to the game. Nice. Well, I, I was missing a tooth. Well, I wasn't missing the tooth. The tooth got spun around and it was moving upwards. So before I could get braces, I had to get a surgery to get that tooth removed. In order to get the surgery, I had to be of a certain age. So I had to wait it out to have my surgery, get a tooth removed, uh, and then uh, get a cadaver bone planted because it would take at least six months, hopefully, to set in because I broke every bone in my mouth. And then I got braces, but my braces came with a fake tooth. For the first time in my life, I had a tooth in that area, and it was awesome. It was great. I was like, oh, I finally got a tooth here. That's a, that's a then, really genuinely happy story. Yeah, and then I got the braces removed, and uh, they gave me a retainer with a tooth because I still had to wait to get the surgery. 
And now I have a tooth. Nice. I can't even tell it's fake anymore. I didn't. I didn't know you had a, a tooth in there that wasn't your own. Pearl I have. There. I have two. I have two fake teeth. Wow. Yeah. And I have my wisdom teeth. You got everything. I've got. I've got it all, Sean. I really. I'm the king of the world right now. Yeah, you're nuts about dental hygiene. I do. I actually am. I. My my dentist knows this. I love my cleanings, and every time they clean me, they they use the uh, the little scrubber, the, and it That's goes a good all sound there. Thank well you. Done. Yeah, and I I always tell them. I said, how much? You can't buy this off of us, David. How much? You got a price. What's the price? I want it. I love how my teeth feel after it. It's a good deep clean. Have you got an answer yet? No, they just keep recommending this stupid hundred and twenty dollar toothbrush, and I'm like. That's not the same thing. I want your brush. I want the mechanical thing. I want to plug it in. I don't want this battery-powered crap. There's no way. You can't find it. Teeth polishing at home by Brighter Image Lab. No dentist. This looks like the thing you're looking for, man. How much? Give me a price. Uh, Brighter Lab tooth polisher. Professional strength tooth polisher. Well, let's just check out Amazon here. Uh, <gasps> That's pretty close to it. It's it's. I mean, it, it's not this as one looks good. super cheap. Yeah, it definitely looks super cheap. Yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly unimpressed with that one. Yeah, that that the lets me down. I don't want no double A. I want these things to. I want this to be a grounded outlet. Yeah, fifteen dollars. Come on, give me that professional dentistry. Tooth polisher. Well, here's Look one. Look at this crap. Thirty dollars. No. Plaque that remover don't work. for. Tar- Do you have a it- water pick? Do I have a water pick? What the hell is a water pick? You don't have a water pick, David? <laughs> no. I, I, maybe I do. What is it? Water pick is this little machine is, is that, that a little spritzer? shoots water, a stream of water, Yeah. really hard. And so you, you go after you brush, and you, you can clean between your teeth really, really well and get in stuff where even floss can't get with this high-powered stream of water. I don't like that. Water gets everywhere, does it not? No, you close your mouth around it. It's got this this long little. Uh, oh, little you put it in your mouth. You put that. Yeah, like you, you. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my finger in my mouth for demonstration here, but you go like. Yeah. And so your mouth fills with a tiny stream. Do of that water. again. I couldn't see. How did you do it? Like that. Yeah. Um, there's an episode of Queer Eye. I don't know if you've watched the Queer Eye episodes. No, but you've been telling me to watch it. There's an episode where he. Uh, the Jonathan, the grooming guy, his advice to this guy is like, get a water pick. And so he, yeah. he gets him a water pick. So that's where you get the water pick idea from. No, I had my water pick before that because it was recommended on Jake and Amir's podcast like three years ago when I got oh. it. Um, but the uh, the demonstration that they show in Queer Eye, he's like, all you do is just, you know, squirt your teeth like this, like over <laughs> And so this guy and water is getting <laughs> everywhere and I'm watching it like no one's going to want to do that. Like do it in the shower if that is your if, yeah. if that's your solution. But that no, just close your mouth. Your teeth are on the inside of your mouth. You don't have to do it from when you're right. You're right. And you, uh, yeah, that's that is exactly where the teeth are. Thank you. On most occasions. I did a research most paper on teeth once. That's how I know that. Oh, my God. I'd like to read this research paper. I am a teethman. Well, it wasn't so much a paper as it was an audiobook. Ooh, and that is a segue back into. And not so much an audiobook as it was a poster board demonstration at a science fair. 
and <sighs> not so much teeth as it was a volcano. Hey, can you still enter the science fair? Is there an age cutoff? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just But I'm talking about can you enter a children's science fair as an adult? You know, on on that note, I'd also like to uh I mean it is a Mitch Hedberg joke, but I would like to play Little League. I feel yeah. like I'd be really good. I would like yeah. to I would like to play in a basketball league with sixth graders. <sighs> because I, no, make it third. I, I want to demolish I think sixth would be a good challenge for me. I feel like I could lose a lot of games. I feel like third grade, my height. You're winning every game. You're dunking. Yeah, they, they have the tiny hoops. Sixth graders who are as tall as me and taller. I yeah. feel like a sixth grade basketball league would be a good place for me. Sean, do you want to start up a team that goes around? Uh, that's middle school. We go around middle schools as a team of basketball players that challenge them for scrimmages for practices. So kind of like a a Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. Uh, arrangement <laughs> where it's sort of an exhibition where we put on a show that. So we'll play the sixth graders, but the rest of the school will get to watch our antics. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll be more like the Washington generals. Who always lose. Who always lose. Uh, no, we're going to be the Globetrotters. We win. We just stomp on these sixth graders. Yeah, we have to destroy them. That's the purpose. I'm fine with that. I'm in. Yeah. Let, let's look into the logistics of this. I would very much like to do that. Uh, back to the book. Back to the book. Yes. Uh, so they've uh, they've captured Paul Blum, uh, and the whole city has worked up over this counterfeit money business. Smarter detectives than we are working on the case. Joe pointed out, but they haven't found much yet. Paul Blum won't talk. He won't say a word. Um, but I think uh, I'm trying to figure out who says this, but he won't say a word. It's my opinion. He doesn't know much about the source of the counterfeit money anyway. I think he was only an agent sent out to dispose of as much of it as he could. They probably have a dozen men traveling around the country passing off these bad bills. Once money mm. gets into circulation, it's liable to pass through a dozen hands before it's discovered. Perhaps that man who stung the garage owner for $20 had no idea the money was bad. So they they're talking about this money and they go back to the scene where they rescued Lester and the guys are trying to pay him. And I had pinged on that because they were like, Oh, here, do you want $5? And the other guy's like $5. And then he like looks at the money. He's like, Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the boys sort of switch it and don't remember it the same way that I remember it. Um, they're like, you know, you can't take a reward for that. He's like, that's not what I'm getting at. Do you remember how the other man grabbed the bills out of his hand and turned his back to us? Sure, he wanted to see if they were fives or ones. But it was rather funny that he turned his back to us. I thought so at the time. Still, he offered <laughs> the money to us again. But was it the same money? Ooh. Joe was silent. The idea had not occurred to him before. Do you mean... He said at last that perhaps the fellow changed the bills while he had his back turned, which, by the way, <laughs> is a good magic show. That is a great magic. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start carrying around like Monopoly money or clearly fake money and ask people if I could borrow a 20 when they give it to me. I'll turn around, put it in my pocket. Be, I mean, the guy, you could see his arms moving still, right? It's not like he turned around and you didn't see him do the switch. He would yeah. be shuffling. Like he'd just, have to that have some pockets and stuff. Like a, he'd have to have a fanny some deep pack. pockets. Like, oh, that's what it was. Yes. 
with a silent zipper. This reminds there's a an episode in South Park early on where I think Jesus has a talk show and he's doing a miracle, but every time he does a miracle, he's like, "All right, I'm going to turn this water into wine." So I have this pitcher of water. Turn turn around. <laughs> yeah, turn around. He, yeah. He has everyone turn around and he just swaps the pitcher out. Behold. <laughs> and that's what Yes, that is turn, an turn, episode of South Park. Turn around. Greatest show ever. Uh, so don't you see, perhaps the first bills were counterfeit. Perhaps the man thought that if we took the counterfeit bills and later found out that they weren't good, we would remember where they came from and start an investigation. This is only a theory, remember, but perhaps mm. the reason he took the bills from the man they called Doc was to change them for good bills so that we would have no cause for suspicion. For some ice cream. Um, and I, I would have thought no. I would have I would have thought that they would have made sure that they were giving them fake bills. Not trust like I don't think that these guys with their hubris would have been like, well, these boys would have figured out our counterfeiting operation. I feel like they'd think yeah. like, well, these boys will probably run down to the candy shop with the five dollars we give them and spend it, and we'll be hot to trot. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, this, this bad writing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bad book. <laughs> yes, it is. Bad series, written by bad people, <laughs> read by, at best, average people. Average, yeah, yeah, I, I'll give us that. Uh, so they decide that, uh, you know, Paul Blum might be, you know, going up the Willow River with a boat trying to get to the mill. So, hey, maybe this mill thing has something going on counterfeiter-wise. Mm. Oh, by the way, everyone, Lester is Ken Blake, in case you've forgotten, because I sure as hell did. Yeah, so uh, so they're going to try to go talk to Lester. Uh, they'd have to work pretty carefully, for it wouldn't do to start a hue and cry and find out. I don't know what a hue and cry is, hyphenated. A hue and cry. It's uh, Huey from DuckTales. DuckTales, yeah, okay. So, yeah, you have to cry like a duck. Okay. And then find out that these fellows really are scientists after all. Because they're claiming to be, you know, working on a serial patent or something. Yeah. And so I'm game tomorrow, Saturday. Even if the men at the mill do see us, they'll think we're just out on a holiday outing. There's no law against going near the old mill, even if they don't want strangers around. Which, which I like as a, like in general, that's like a very grade school. Like it's a free country. Good. I, I thought I this want. was America. <laughs> you don't like America, you can get out. You can get the hell out, yeah. Um, so the arrangement was made, and the Hardy Boys laid their plans for the visit to the old mill on the following day. Each felt that there was something suspicious about the place, some mystery that was not entirely mm. nor satisfactorily solved by the breakfast food explanation. If they could only talk to Lester, who was already under obligation to them for having served... For having saved his life, they felt they would go a long way toward verifying or dispelling their suspicions regarding the three men who were present occupants of the mill. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I am... I'm both eager to be done with that chapter because it was an awful chapter, but also because it gets me excited because the next chapter is called What Lester Said. Ooh. Which is a weird, a weird thing. It's like, yeah, what he said. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, 
why not title it like a clue from Lester or Lester's advice or something, but it's called what Lester said, which is, yeah, just bad writing. Okay. Yeah. That is bad writing. I like that as as you're sort of responding to me, (laughs) not really. I can tell that you're doing something because I can see your, your face is lighting up as you change websites or whatever you're working on. I know something's coming. No, I mean, I just, I just, you know, sometimes when you have the internet, you can just type in like words that rhyme and cause you want to get a good one. And then I'm looking at words that rhyme and I'm just like, um, no, I think I figured out one and then I just had to make sure I'm using it correctly. And I was, to be I mean, clear, it's obvious. You're looking for rhymes with 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not, this isn't like orange or purple. You're trying like, this is low hanging fruit, but let's see with this added well, research, I mean, with the added pressure, what you yes, got? Yes. Um, take us out. My friend, what's Ken Blake's new name? Lester. Does he have a last name? Uh, no. I mean, he has a last name. We don't know what it is. Okay. Well, yeah. How Lester ran away and he fell and he hurt his he hurt his knee. I do know that, David. I do know about that. Well, I don't think it's going to happen in this book because earlier when they were at Lester's house, they looked through the window, and I believe that Lester has a Heisman. That we will see in chapter 10. Is it good? 